0: Buckle up and start your engines. This is You Ought to Know with Dave Stahl. With 30 plus years in automotive experience, Dave is here to educate you on everything from repairing your vehicle to the latest industry news and trends. If it's automotive, Dave covers it. It's time for You Ought to Know with Dave
1: Stahl on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome to You Ought to Know. This is hour three right here on FM ninety-six. One AM 1170, the answer. This segment's brought to you by Hot Rods and Custom Stuff, 2324 Auto Parkway in Escondido. Hot Rods, Custom Stuff for all your automotive needs. If you're into classic cars, hot rods, you either want to buy one, build one, whatever you need, Hot Rods and Custom Stuff can do you right. If you're looking for things to hang on your wall, old car parts, uh, Randy's got those as well. Hot Rods, Custom Stuff.com, 760-745. 1170. This hour is brought to you by Southwest point of sale. If you have a business, whether it's a grocery store, liquor store, or any kind of a retail store, and you're having a lot of trouble getting employees, well, do like the big boys do go to a point of sale. That's where the checkouts. There's nobody else. All self checkout. They'll come to your location. They'll look at what you have. And if their system fits your system, they'll hook you up at a reasonable price with a complete, a service of 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's Southwest Point of Sale. They have been ahead of the curve for over 20 years, and nobody does it better. Give them a call, 800-540-2149. Talk with Jeff, Mark, Beth, Ted, or Tony and Ramon. They will definitely make an appointment, come out, see what you've got. And I'm telling you, once you don't have to deal with the employees, you'll be much, much happier. All right, hey, we have got a great interview set up with you. I was talking with uh, Clay Moranville. He's a tech leader with Ford Research, and they've got a new uh, cabin filter for your vehicle that I think is going to make you happy. Take
2: a listen. All right, folks. Hey, I've got Clay uh, Moranville, technical leader, Ford Research and Advanced Engineering, and we're going to discuss Ford's refresh uh, 95 air filter. How are you doing, Clay?
0: I'm doing great. Thanks. Appreciate uh, you taking the, the call today.
2: No, my pleasure. Love talking to you guys. You you got the most interesting uh, interviews. I You know, normally I ever get. So talk to us. What what is this uh, uh, 95
0: air filter? Yeah, sure. So this is a new Ford uh, air filter that we're using to help remove more of the very tiny microscopic particles. Out of the air that's going through the uh, the HVAC system in your car, um, we've done some some testing and and we've seen that that this new filter can remove more than 95% of of tiny 2.5 micron and smaller particles and and even up to like 99% of of uh, particles like uh, allergens like pollen.
2: So, so this would be in re, uh, to a replacement for the cabin filters that are on these cars today.
0: That's right. Yeah, this is an upgrade for the current standard uh, cabin filters that you have in your car today.
2: I was wondering who was going to be the first to do that because I know the basic cabin filter, you know, has a lot of technology in it and you know has done quite a good job. Uh, but I, I knew somebody, you know, somewhere, somebody had to come up with a you know, an upgraded filter would, you know, it be Ford. Uh, does this have anything to do with the pandemic? I mean, is it, or is that, or was this already in the works?
0: No, I, you know, it's a good question. You know, I'd say there was three things that really uh, came to fruition that, to, to get us to the point where we came out with this filter. Uh, first was my team uh, had been doing a lot of work um, the last several years for uh, uh, development of new filters in in China uh, because of the very poor air quality there and so that's a market that really had demanded uh, improved uh, filtration technology and then the second piece was the work that that we had done in the last year on what we call project Apollo which was where we uh, went and started making uh, masks and, and respirators for, uh, for first responders and so forth um, and really learned a lot about uh, the, the very tiny particles in that project. And then finally, I think, you know, you alluded to this, you know, people in the U.S., there's a, there's really more of a growing awareness and, and concern these days about um, of many factors that, that affect the air quality. And so those things sort of led us to say, well, let's pull some of that, that technology from these other areas in and and see if we could offer it for the customers uh, for our Ford vehicles.
2: I think that is a excellent idea and it's another give back product to the consumer so that they can rest assured. because i mean back in the day you go pull up behind a, a diesel truck and all of a sudden he stands on it and next thing you know you know you've got all those diesel you know garbage in there and you're gagging like crazy you know so you know it's it's a long time coming but i i got a feeling. You know, this will only be be the first. Do you think any of this technology will go to the filtration system for the engine to possibly you know make that a cleaner running uh, power plant?
0: You know, it's it's interesting that you say that. Uh, one of my colleagues in research has been doing a lot of, of work on on tailpipe emissions, and and as it turns out that that we do a really good job, and and in a lot of areas areas like um like even in uh, in in uh, California where you've got you've had problems with smog and stuff in l a in the past um, sure. sometimes the air coming out of the tailpipe um, has less particulate matter than the air going into the engine itself,
2: yeah, exactly. well, you know, I was a service manager for thirty years in the seventies, eighties, and nineties, and in seventy five when they started implementing you know the emission controls out here in California then and now has always been a test bed for future technology. And everybody complained. Nobody wanted to get their car smogged. Oh, my goodness, it was it was horrendous. And now today, you know, you can almost see L.A. from San Diego where there you couldn't. So that was always my excuse. I go, look, you may not like the technology, but look, you don't have to wear – your eyes aren't burning. You don't have to wear a mask. You can see all the way out. Now, granted, we have, you know, and it's the L.A. port where the where all the shipping is. That's the biggest problem. But I keep telling everybody, you know, the technology, that, especially, you know, Ford being the leader, it's all for the good. It's not for the bad. I mean, none of this is going to be a detriment. It's all going to be a positive. And I truly salute you for this.
0: I appreciate that. Yeah, we're, you know, we're have some new leadership under Jim Farley, and, and one of the things he's really been emphasizing to us, you know, since he took over late last year, was to treat customers like family, and and that's really sort of we've 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 taken that that uh, direction to heart, and and you know that's you know one of the reasons why we think it's just the right thing to do for our customers.
2: Well, without a doubt, and and if more man, if more companies would treat not only the customer but their employees like family you know it'd be a much much more uh more enjoyable place to work uh so let me ask you this now you're coming now this is probably going to come out on the 2022 ford lineup
0: yeah well you know the we're uh, not announcing the exact model year you know you've been in the business and know that we do model your changeovers this time of year typically and and so, because of all of the the disruptions in the in the supply um, in the plants, um, uh-huh. we're going to bring this in as soon as we can. And whether it's a 22 or a 23 model, you're you know our our goal is to have this on most of our lineup, you know, uh, by the end of next year. But but we're going to start rolling these things out here in the third quarter.
2: Will you do any retrofit for Ford products that are that have uh, air filtration systems, you know, back? The 2000s. I mean, will you eventually eliminate that that filter and upgrade it with this new one?
0: That's not right now uh, in in the plans, but you never know. Uh, certainly, one when you upgrade a filter like like this, um, you know, there's always trade-offs. And one of the things when you go to a higher performance uh, filtration, um, you have to to uh, to be very careful about balancing the The against the airflow right and so it's kind of like pushing air through a swizzle straw through instead of through a big big fat straw right and so on some of those older vehicles. um, We have to just take a look at and and see if that'd be something that that we could do, but we're certainly going forward uh, going to be making sure that that we can um, accommodate this kind of technology and maybe even beyond this for, for these current and future vehicles.
2: Okay, put my service manager hat back on. Will this be a serviceable item that you would clean, or would you just replace it at a specific, you know, the fifteen, thirty, or sixty k service? Or depending on yeah. where you live, you know, if you're if you live in the desert area and you're, you know, I mean, how is that going to come about?
0: Yeah, exactly. So this is not a a type of filter that you can take out and, and wash. This is okay. this is a filter that's meant to be. Uh, replaced, you know, like most of the, for example, home filters are the, are the same way. And so, absolutely, you know, the your the the owner's manual uh, uh, will have uh, recommended uh, service intervals on these. I think you know most of these are around uh, 20,000 miles servicing. Uh, but like you say, you know, if you live in the in the, in the dusty desert area, um, you know, you may end up. Um, clogging it up a little bit sooner so you may want to increase that uh, or decrease that time
2: well i tell you what clay what a you know what a great job you've got i mean the challenges are out there and seems like every time we turn around there's another one and if it wasn't for guys and girls like you guys at ford motor company you know who knows where we'd be today so thank you very much for taking time out of your day I look forward to future conversations because I got a sneaky feeling you got more up your sleeve.
0: Thanks, Dave. Uh, I appreciate the time and I look forward to coming back and talking to you about all the, the other cool, fun things that we're having in the pipeline. All right, buddy. You take care. Be safe. You too. Take care. Bye-bye.
1: All right, folks. Welcome back. You're listening to the You Auto Know Show right here on FM one AM 1170. The answer. The segment is brought to you by Express Auto Service, 7633 El Cajon Boulevard. Go to ExpressAutoserviceLaMesa.com. Family owned and operated. They work on all my cars, they'll work on yours too. Whether it's general repair or if you're into the classic car industry, Dave loves restoring cars. So check them out at ExpressAutoserviceLaMesa.com. All right, we got Christian Barclay on the line driving a 2021 Jaguar XF. Nice job, girl.
3: <laughs> well, it's it's uh it's a funny story. Uh, due to scheduling issues, it's actually kind of Marlon's car this week. Um, but I didn't have anything, and so I called and I said, "Hey, can you add me as a co-signer and, and let me drive it too?" And then when they dropped it off, I said, "Yeah, you know what, Marlon, I'm not even going to share. It'll just be mine this week." So um, nice. Yeah, I mean, when you've got it's in that British Racing Green, which you know is stunning. Uh, so when you've got a a British sedan in their signature color sitting in your driveway, uh, it's not something you really want to share. Although I will say it is, it is incredibly comfortable in the passenger seat, uh, as well as the driver's seat. So there's, there's kind of a, kind of a win-win, I guess. Um, and interestingly enough, it's the only sedan that's still standing from, from, uh, from Jaguar and I always pronounce their, their name, uh, incorrectly. So I apologize for that. But, um, you know they're they're looking to go uh fully electric by 2025 mm-hmm. which used to sound a long ways off but you know what no, it's it's, a, not. it's less than 4 years down the road um and they're doing remarkably well with their SUVs so this is the only sedan that that they still have on the road and it's it's a good one um I love the interior I love the exterior um I think I like you said it's both. Both models are a two-liter uh, turbocharged four-cylinder with 296 horsepower in the uh, in the SE model. Um, I think for the weight of it, to me, I was kind of expecting a little bit more dynamic performance by this one. Um, and it, it's more sluggish and not. It's not slow. It's just not sporty and fast. Does that make sense?
1: It's not responsive.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's not torquey. Um, You know, again, it's not like it's slow. It's just not kind of what I was expecting, um, especially when, you know, you look at its competitors and the competitors are, are, you know, the German automakers who have very, uh, very dynamic, very, like you said, responsive um, uh, vehicle systems. Again, you know, nothing wrong. It's got a great ride quality. It's, It's the interior is phenomenally done. Um, especially a lot of the issues I'm seeing, uh, lately with, um, automakers and and even luxury automakers is they seem to make their, they're making their infotainment screens bigger and bigger. The bigger the screens get, the more design issues they seem to have, or they, they kind of don't seem to know what to do with them. And you and I've talked about that before. Whereas this one, uh, it's 11.4 inches and it just looks beautiful there, um, on the dash. So, uh, loved the 16 speaker Meridian sound system and that's standard um so it's you don't have to get an upgrade for the Meridian sound system blind spot monitoring the 300 the 360 degree camera uh is really great on this as well Marlon and I were talking about how clear it is and just really uh, really effective especially you know in our driveway which we always talk about mm-hmm. um but just beautiful car inside and out i mean just there's something very elegant and timeless about this vehicle mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, you know, how the kids like it,
3: you know, I think the kids are, are, you know, because of their age are getting away from sedans. You know, I just had that Lexus LC, right. And, um, we've had, you know, a, the electric Jeep not too long ago, Marlon had it. And so I think unless it's a, a, uh, performance based sedan, which this one's not, mm-hmm. the kids kind of said it looks old. And I don't, again, I think it looks timeless and elegant, but to the kids, for their age group, they look at it and they just, I think they've already moved past sedans. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. And I think Jaguar and other companies need to need to think about that. Uh, I know they're hanging on to the four-door sedan market for people, you know, your age and my age, but like you said, the, the future generations like your kids, not so much.
3: You know, it seems like the trend right now is everything is performance, right? Like, you look at all the vehicles, and, and every vehicle now, um, you know, oh, well, we've, we've added this performance. Oh, we have this special performance trim. Performance, performance, performance. And so it's hard to look at a sedan, which used to be a practical vehicle. It used to be a vehicle that you needed. Mm-hmm. It's now kind of been replaced by crossovers and SUVs, and it doesn't have anything that kind of like a – I guess a wow factor the kids would call it. If it doesn't have that wow factor, then for them, they're looking at it like, oh, that's my parents' car, you know, or my grandparents' car, or whatever. Um, I did think it was kind of cool. I was I was researching the vehicle a little bit because I'm not very familiar with it. And uh, they have uh, the key is what they call an activity key, and so it's it's the convenience it's part of the convenience package in the top two trims, and it's the key is waterproof and shockproof. Um, so you know, how many times have you gone? I don't know, somewhere. And next thing you know, your friend pushes you in the pool and you're swimming and you've got your car keys in the, um, or you forget to take it out because, you know, now, nowadays all the, uh, it seems like swim trunks and shorts, you know, they're making the hybrid models. So they're like interchangeable. Mm. Um, so know you go kayaking or you go boating and you forget that your keys in there and maybe you fall in when you're trying to dock the boat. I mean, I'm not speaking from personal experience or anything, maybe once or twice. (laughs) Um, you know, I just, that, that's, that's kind of a cool factor you know and
1: that's what a three four hundred dollar key fob which a lot of people don't realize
3: yeah yeah it's uh all keys are expensive to replace these days you know mm. um but the other thing that that surprised me and i think surprised a lot of people um i had a friend on facebook that saw the car we were driving and reached out and said hey you know i'm just just curious what's the price and i said well you know what the base on this model is 49 995 and they're like no no there's no way they're like it's, it's got to be more and i said no i said it's I said, now this one, outfitted as is, is sixty two, six ninety um, five, but they were kind of shocked that um, that the uh, uh, base was below fifty. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and I think that's that was the the design that the Jaguar wanted is to try to get, you know, some you know entry level folks into their car
3: and hopefully move up. Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, you know, um, like I said, for performance people, they've got the, and you're going to have to tell me the model numbers. What's the, uh, because I always forget the F pace, right?
4: Right. Mm -hmm. Um,
3: big fan of that one and I haven't driven it, but I've ridden it a friend that has one and I I love it.
1: Yeah, I like it too. I think it, it, it marks all the boxes for, for what people are doing today. Yeah, I agree.
3: Absolutely. You know, right before this, Marlon had that Land Rover Defender, and oh my gosh, I was super impressed with the mm-hmm. uh, with the Defender. I mean, I didn't think I would be initially because I like the older ones,
4: mm-hmm.
3: um, but wow, the new one. I mean, just mm-hmm. in a price, I was I was blown away that that vehicle was only priced at sixty six thousand.
1: Mm-hmm. I was too.
3: It's amazing.
1: Yeah. What kind of fuel mileage did you get, or did you run any numbers?
3: I did not run any numbers. Um, that's a great question, but no, I didn't.
1: Right. Well, you don't have to worry about gas prices in Texas. It's just out here in California that they're insane. We're, all, right. we're, almost, we're almost, it depends where you're at, we're just about at
3: $5. Are you serious?
1: $5 a gallon. Yeah.
3: So what's what's the law out there? Because um, like, you've got a little bit of property, right? You've got some space. Acre and a third. Um,
1: Acre and a third. Okay.
3: So can you just bury a gas tank and start <laughs> stop calling gas?
1: Uh, no. And <laughs> our illustrious governor has put a proposal together to charge us for every mile we drive. Wow. Think about that. Think about so it.
3: So everybody's going to be working from home then from Pretty now much.
1: on. Well, and if you've got to go to the grocery store, and, it's, and I think the last number I seen was uh, $0.04 cents a mile. So just think about that. That is just I mean I doubt very seriously it's going to fly, but that just shows you that that he's totally out of touch with the everyday person that drives to work uh on a regular basis. I mean, my fuel bill, my fuel bill last month with Chevron was 876.
3: Well, you know, we were in Copenhagen a couple of years ago, a couple of summers ago, and I was amazed by the people that bike, you know, bike to the grocery stores sure. and other grocery shopping on their bikes, bike to work. I mean, you're talking three miles each way and the little ones, it was, it was interesting because the adult would be biking and they'd have their, one of their hands on the little one's bike kind of guiding them. Sure. Um, Maybe that's, that's what's coming to us sitting here. Well, you soon
1: we're going European is what we're doing. I mean, we're, we're just going, I mean, it just seems like. You know, we're adopting the European way of of going through life, and you know, and I'm not saying bicycling wouldn't be a bad thing. I mean, it'd be good exercise, it'd be fun.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I don't know, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> going European going European's not always a bad thing, especially when you're talking vehicles. You know, right? right. Um, oh, I know. But uh, yeah, I guess I got to start getting in shape if I'm gonna have to bike <laughs> everywhere and haul my groceries back.
1: <laughs> you and me—that's what you got kids for. Right. Get them little pack mules out there and get the bikes, put some saddlebags on them, and send them to Costco. <laughs> there you go. All right, kiddo. Well, hey, how do people follow you around?
3: Uh, yeah, just check me out, com. You can find news. And if you want to find Dave, Brian, and the rest of the crew, it's uh, facebook.com backslash you ought to know. All right. And uh, I'll talk to you next week.
1: Look forward to it. Be safe, and Thanks, we'll talk so. to you down the road. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Brian Armstead is on the line, and we are going to talk Acura TSX right here on You Ought to Know, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer.
4: All
1: right, folks, hey, welcome back to You Ought to Know right here on FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. This segment is brought to you by Weather Machine. If you have air conditioning heating issues, Go with a family-owned and operated business that's been in business for three generations. They also have a sheet metal shop within the, the building that can take care of all your needs in the event you need parts and pieces that are no longer being made. They just do a phenomenal job. They're uh, you know, A-plus ratings uh, all across the board with Better Business Bureau since 2004. Call them at 619-443-9974. Or just go to weather. Machines with an S dot net. All right, we got Brian Armstead on the line, and uh, I take it you just got out of the accurate TSX, or are you still in it?
4: It's actually the accurate TLX. Dude. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. They don't. I don't believe they make the uh, TSX anymore. I think it was replaced by the uh, ILX. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm not in it, but I gotta say it was a sensational ride for the week that I was in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when you think back to the history of the uh, Acura Type S cars, and these are the the TLA, it's a TLS Type S, so let me just you know, make that clear. It wasn't your basic TLX with a 270-horsepower 2-liter uh, turbo. It was the TLX Type S with a ferocious, and I do mean ferocious, 355-horsepower 3-liter turbo 6, a V6. Mm-hmm. And you, and you and I know very well that Acura and a uh, parent company, Honda, know how to build a V6 engine. I mean, their four-cylinders are renowned as well. Mm-hmm. But their V6 is, uh, you know, the Acura NSX is a V6 hybrid. And that yeah. thing has, world, has world-class speed. I mean, it's just unbelievable. So, you know, back in the early 2000s, they came out with these type S cars. It started with the CL, then it went to the TL, then the RSX, and, uh, the TL again, so the TLX uh, gets the treatment this go round, uh, and it's just once, like I said, it's a sensational automobile. Dave it competes with some pretty cool automobiles out there. It's really got its sights set on the Audi S4, the uh, Mercedes-Benz C43 AMG, and the BMW M340. So why Acura? I mean, why not? You have reliability, you have mm-hmm. crazy style, and, you know, it's not over the top that some Acuras in the past have been. Um, it's got a really long hood. It looks like a, a kind of like a slingshot type automobile or shooting brake because you, you know how the Ferraris with the long hoods have that really impressive kind of, kind of profile? Mm-hmm. Well, this has that same long hood profile. Up front, you've got a You've got uh, LED headlamps, four across the front, nice wide grill to suck in air. From the rear, you've got uh, quad exhaust pipes, a really wide stance, looks sensational from the rear. Kind of, um, I'll say droopy uh, taillights. They look like they're, you know, kind of teary eyed, but it's, it's a really clean effect and it looks great. I'm just describing it kind of goofy myself, but the car is just really off the charts. Mm-hmm. Now, the TLX is available in, in different um, um, trim levels, Dave. You can get the uh, the base TLX 37.5 as a starting point. If you add super handling all-wheel drive, there's a sensational all-wheel drive system, 39.5. And it goes up through technology, A-Spec, Advanced, and Type S, and then Type S with performance wheels and tires. So if you have all-wheel drive and you look at all the different trim walks, it starts from 39.5. My TLX started at 52300 three hundred. So, what is it like to be inside the TLX? Well, I found it, um, you know, really cool in a lot of ways and a little bit frustrating in one way. I, I'm just not a big fan of the uh, touchpad to control mm-hmm. the telematic screen. Uh, you know, it you get used to it after a while. I'm just not a big fan of it. The interior itself is extremely well laid out. It's just really nicely done. You've got red trim my car was a a red pearl metallic and um, inside you had a really cool feel you know you got a a a sport steering wheel you've got uh gauges that um it's with a flat bottom actually you have metal pedals for the uh the brake and the automatic the 10-speed automatic transmission type s sill plates uh ultra suede Um, You have leather seats with ultra-suede inserts. Mine were red with, like, a dark gray ultra-suede insert. It it just fits. It it looks like you're in a Formula 1 car because, you know, in in effect you are because Honda, the Red Bull team races with the Honda Formula 1 V6. This thing is a high-revving affair. I mean, it gets up. You put it into dynamic mode. You can put it in sport and sport plus mode, and it just flies. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, you get the nice exhaust roar and the car just flies. When I first got in it, I'm like, okay, this acceleration is impressive, Dave, you know, but then I realized that you have the dynamic mode selector Mm -hmm. right smack dab in the middle of the center console. And when you turn it to sport plus man, it's like, okay, game on, on. on BMW game on a game on AMG. Hang on. Yeah. And if you decide to hang on, if you want to be aggressive with the driving, you have the advantage of probably, arguably, and in my opinion, the best all-wheel drive system on the market, super handling all-wheel drive. It uses torque factoring to go front to rear, side to side. I will never forget back in the um, early 2000s, I was at a racetrack, and I've told you this story before. We were test driving one of their super handling all-wheel drive models at Summit Point Raceway in West Virginia, And it was in the middle of a hurricane. I mean, it was the after, it wasn't the middle, but it was the after effects of a hurricane. Mm -hmm. So it was just a a torrential downpour the entire time we were on the track. And we went balling around the track as if it was dry. And the Akron never lost grip with Mm -hmm. the super handling all-wheel drive system. So it's uh, it's really got some pedigree. Uh, This is the fourth gen super handling all-wheel drive system. And it's better than ever. It, it provides torque vectoring, so you can get up to 70% torque transfer to the rear axle, so you get the benefit of having almost a rear-wheel drive car, up to 100% left or right allocation, and that's 30% faster than the previous third-generation system. And uh, when you put it in the Sport Plus mode, it also enhances the performance of the super handling all-wheel drive system. So they've got it really figured out well and uh, you know it's 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 extremely well contented the whole car, and I mean you know Acura has a has a cult following, Dave. I mean these cars are people who want a performance Honda and love that Honda four their experience. Mm. They gladly go up to a uh, they would gladly go up to a TLX Type S because it's larger, it's uh it's you know it's a stiffer car. It's got ultra rigidity built into it. You've got the 20-inch wheels. You've got NSX-derived parts on it, like the electro-servo brake. Basically, this Type S series is, you know, everything from their top daddy NSX can trickle down to the uh, Type S uh, tech package. And um, they just really outfit the cars with a whole lot of really cool things. So um, in terms of the uh, Type S versus the base, accurate tlx it's actually 13 percent stiffer than the base model so this is a really rigid body you can tell how rigid a car is by simply trying to crack a window on a car you know mm-hmm. and you get this you get this droning because the body is so stiff mm-hmm. um so uh on the road very smooth doesn't beat you to death um They've got all kinds of bracing on the car, and you would think that as stiff as it is and with all the original bracing, including an A-brace that stiffens the rear bulkhead, uh, you would think that the car would be just untenable on the road because it does have the performance tires on it, which are low profile, and it does have the superior handling capability, which means that you, know, you get less lean and less body roll uh, through corners. So it, it was like a luxury car, really, Dave, driving it. And um, you know, just enjoying it day to day.
1: Well, and that's now, what accurate. That's what Acura is. It's their luxury model of the Honda lineup. I mean, you
4: know, just like excellent thanks. For, yeah, thanks Toyota. for uh, for yeah. I, I forgot to mention that it is the luxury brand of the mm-hmm. uh, Honda lineup. It's interesting though they really, don't compare it with um, any of the Lexus F Sport cars. So you know, Lexus is Toyota's luxury brand. Yeah, but, and but um,
1: don't you agree? Acura has a little bit more of a pedigree from the motorsports side of things, and I think that's what pushes them a little bit farther. Because I mean, I know they're running the Lexus, uh, the LCs, in uh, the WeatherTech Series, but I think Acura has has been doing it longer than Toyota and been more successful.
4: Well, I would I would agree with that. I think the F sports are they're, they should be considered if you want a performance. Japanese luxury uh coupe or sedan uh and you know as a matter of fact um, you know they offer uh luxury coupes as i mean the F sport coupes and sedans and SUV so i think that whole thing with offering you know the F sport like Lexus uh LX 70 or Lexus mm. you know 350 or 400 i think that kind of weakens it a little bit i agree but um you know they they're their Acura uh, um type uh I forgot what the uh, small coupe is called, yeah, I but, can uh, RC that. coupe.
1: And look at the, and the look, RC. yeah, the RC. But look I mean, at the, the, Lex, look at the pricing. The RC, rather. Look at the pricing between the LCs right. and the Acuras. I mean, the Acuras yeah, still yeah, the Acura. a much better a better bang for his buck.
4: A much better bang for the buck. And I forgot to mention that it has an integrated uh, active exhaust valve. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you put it into that Sport Plus mode, you hear those baffles or that throttle or whatever's in there the servo opens up a port and you get a really nice throaty sound so um i enjoyed it dave um, the only thing i don't like is the uh the telematics again mm-hmm. i'm not a big fan of the push button shifter but you get used to it after a while but i found myself constantly checking to make sure like when i park the car it's not like you can you know just shift into park you have to you have to make a conscious effort to press that button. And it was just different for me. It just wasn't something I was used to doing. I'm sure if I owned the car, it would become second nature. But for seven days, you know, like I parked it one time and I didn't, I tried to turn the car off and I hadn't hit the park button. So that was just stupidity on my part, but I just wasn't used to doing that type of maneuver. So, um, you know, I, And when I got out of the Acura TLX, I got into an uh, Acura, um, a Lincoln Aviator, which also has a push-button transmission system. And again, it just takes a while. Even though I was back-to-back with trans, you know, push-button transmission cars, it took a little while to get used to it. Right. But it's a sensational car, man. I mean, if you want mm-hmm. comfort, luxury, and performance, and great style, it looks great. Uh, then the Acura, the 2021 Acura TLX Type S, is the car for you. If you don't need 335 plus horsepower, 355—I forgot what it is—then you can go with the um, you can go with the regular TLX, and you'll still be quite pleased because it's just a well-screwed together automobile. So congratulations to Acura. You can go to Acura.com, and you can price out your own TLX, Dave. 2021—they uh, still have some 2020 models listed. On their uh, consumer website, I don't know if they're available. If that's just for comparison's sake, mm-hmm. but uh, it, uh, if you can go for the 2021, and if you can spring the 52 plus for the Type S, you will not be mm-hmm. disappointed. It's Absolutely, well done, automobile. Absolutely.
1: All right, buddy. Well, hey, enjoy the rest of your weekend, and I look forward to talking. Yeah, to I'm you headed, to, uh, yeah. you
4: headed to. Yeah, uh, where you going? I'm headed to Nissan Frontier. I thought you were. Uh, I'll be there. there as well.
1: I'll be there. Okay. I'll be there. Uh, one wave ahead of you, but I'm sure we'll have an opportunity to to have a drink or have dinner uh, in between.
4: Okay, on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So hope to see you there, Dave. All Stay right, buddy, travel. you take care. Okay, thank you. Bye bye. All
1: right, we're gonna take a quick break. We come back a whole lot more right here on You Ought to Know FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy the All right, folks, welcome back to the You Ought to Know Show FM ninety six one. AM 1170, The Answer. This segment is brought to you by Convoy Auto Service. Go to 3909 Convoy Street or go to convoyautorepair.com, NAPA Auto Care ASC certified. Nobody does it better. And while you're there, Bumper Doc Curdy makes us in the same complex, 3885 Convoy Street. Scratches, dings, and dents, or maybe you've got a leased return. I'm telling you, you know, don't just take your leased vehicle back and turn it in, especially if it, Needs to be washed, detailed, waxed, bald tires, scratches, dings, dents, chipped windshield. Now, granted, Bumper Doc doesn't do tires. But if you take that vehicle in, they will thank you, have you sign off. And what you're signing off is that you're giving them permission to take it to a retail body shop to have it totally refurbished to the same condition it was in when you picked it up as a lease vehicle. And you will be charged. Don't let that happen. Bumperdock has a great contract with most all the lease companies, and if you get your vehicles you know cleaned up by then, by them, your your financial outlay would be a whole lot less. Don't believe it? Check them out. That's Bumper Dock right there in Kearney Mesa. Go to Kearney say hi to Eddie, and he'll take good, good care of you. Well, as you know, the car shows are up and running. Uh, They've been going on for a little while. Everything is still going strong, and they are huge. So let me kind of give you a rundown. Every Wednesday, uh, the Wednesday breakfast group is over at Bonnie's on Broadway Street. They get there at 7 a.m. Also, every Wednesday, the Cajon Classic Cruise, that's in the evenings at 5 o'clock. Steve does an, an amazing job. And then every Thursday, La Mesa's kicked off their car show, starts at 5 o'clock. Of course, with all these, when they say 5, you want to get there early for a good parking spot. Also in Ramona, the Ramona American Graffiti Cruise, that starts at 6. And they stage at Ron's Tire and Etch Every at Highway 67. Every Saturday, the Donut Derelicts up at Huntington Beach starts at 6.30 in the morning. And then every Saturday, Rods and Relic in Bonzel starts at 7 a.m. at the Z Cafe at Highway 76 and Mission Road. And every Saturday, the Dunkers and Clunkers, that's down in Bonita at the Bonita Donut Shop at 4414 Bonita Road behind the B of A and the Arco Gas Station. Also, every Saturday, Poinsettia Village Shopping Center for cars and coffee. And then every Saturday, Oceanside Cruising Breakfast, uh, Cruiser's Breakfast. That's at the uh, Start Fresh Cafe on 1034 South Coast Highway. Got to hit it for sure. Starts at 830. Get there early for breakfast. And then, of course, you've got South Orange County Cars and Coffee in San Clemente. That one starts at 9 a.m., so you should be able to make that one, no problem. It's at the outlets of San Clemente. They're over in the southwest corner. And then every Sunday, Car Folks Sunday, that's in El Cajon. That's at the American Retro Cafe at 245 East Main Street. And then uh, every Sunday, uh, Cars and Coffee at Kit Carson Park in Escondido. And I really like the Kit Carson Park. Nice area to take the family. Go picnicking, whatever you want to do. Just a great, great location. Uh, The first Saturday, In-N-Out Burgers. That's in Poway. That starts at 11 a.m. So you can sleep in right off Scripps Poway Parkway. I always tell everybody if you're hankering for an In-N-Out Burger, that's probably one of the best places to go because it's in an industrial area and there's just don't have as much traffic. First Sunday of the month, Mary's Donuts. Eighty-nine fifty-nine Carlton Hills Boulevard in Santee, right across the street from Eastbound. Third Thursday, Encinitas Car Classic Car Night. They do a, a phenomenal job with that. They only do it, you know, once a month, which really does a really good job. Uh, third Sunday, Cars and Coffee in La Mesa, right there on Spring Street. The fourth Saturday of the month at the Foothills Church at 365 West Bradley Avenue, another cars and coffee event. They start at 830. And then the last Saturday of the month, Santee Drive-In, they do a classic Rod and Customs. Uh, you go through the seller's gate. And then the first Sunday is, again, uh, Well, I don't know how that could be. We already got that one. And with that being said, we're getting close to the end of the month. The Pine Valley Days Parade and car shows coming up at the end of the month. Uh, that's open to all years. That'll be a, a hoot if you've never seen that. And then, of course, we've got, we're have got we going to be rolling into August, which I'll tell you about when we get back. All right. Racial Radio is coming up next. Uh, Brittany and I were at the track last night. Couldn't ask for a better night of racing. There was a light, misty rain which really you would think oh that's not good but man it was good for the track i mean it kept that track nice and tacky and the <laughs> the racing was insane how you doing Britt?
5: i'm well thank you dave
1: yeah did you get a good night's sleep
5: uh, i stayed for the duration of the
1: races did you end up staying <laughs> at a late for night whole? yeah I think what time ended- did you get out of there
5: um, eleven, maybe, or maybe that's when I got home. I don't know. I remember seeing eleven oh eight.
1: Well, you know, I left I know. and was heading out, and all the fire trucks and ambulances followed me out to the to the sixty seven, where there <laughs> were where there were more fire trucks and ambulances. Oh, so I don't know what had happened, mm-hmm. but it had to have happened during the modified race. I don't know, oh, man.
5: Yeah. You, you oh, know? that that's right. You left then. That's right. Uh, yeah. I know there was a situation in the parking lot at Verona.
1: Oh, it was in the parking lot? Yeah. Okay. I think a
5: spectator. So, oh. I don't want to spread rumors, but yes. that was the rumor. That okay, was so it wasn't on the track. Correct.
1: Ah, okay. Correct. Okay. Well, we'll talk more about that uh, uh, when we come back. The kids race was awesome. I mean, Oh, my gosh. Despite
5: uh, the two flips. Yeah, oh my they gosh. Actually, they were doing cartwheels.
1: I've never seen these little guys, you know, get so high up in the air.
5: And then start their engine and finish the race. Oh, yeah.
1: Like, no problem. <laughs> I mean, the paramedics come running out, and the little kids are and saying. Mom, and mom. And mom. And, and grandpa, And grandma. And the kids are saying, come on, <laughs> yeah. start me up. What are you yeah. doing?
5: I talked to Declan, the I think that's his name, in the 111. He also did a cartwheel in his car. And afterwards, I go, how you doing? You okay? He's all, yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, what, what's like it hadn't happened. Yeah, you and I, <laughs> oh, it would be absolutely ugly. We would. We'd have to take a week off.
5: I've already told Steve, because I've done everything except flip, knock on wood. It's not if, but when is what I've been told. I said, Steve, if I ever do cartwheels in my car, just come straight to me and hold me tight.
1: Yeah, real tight.
5: <laughs> but nothing has been as scary as I thought it would be, so maybe. Well, maybe it's scarier
1: for the spectators. Oh, my gosh.
5: And the moms and dads and gr- I can't imagine seeing my own. I mean, you and I were like, oh. Yeah. And they're not even our own children.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. But, you know, but hard racing. Yeah. Those little kids just kicked butt, man. Yeah, I was
5: proud of a lot of them. Um, even, like... Like Kelly, she had a rough start, Um, start, but but she kept her head in the game. She fought back. And Caden let so many laps. He almost got his first win, but then 57 came in and won, and that was her second win in a row. So it was like, oh, it's kind of win, win, win. As long as they can keep their head in the game, go home in one piece and have a good time and learn something. and learn something. Absolute win. And
1: and their attitudes were really good, which I was impressed with.
5: Yeah, because they went right back to chasing each other. In the pits.
1: Well, and it was so cute <laughs> too, because when they were out of the cars and they were all kind of hanging around, mm-hmm. you know, they're like buddies. You know, yeah. it's just oh, like absolutely. a little, it's like a little cadre of, of friends. Absolutely. They may not be friends on the track because they really want to beat each like other.
5: Racers on the track, but
1: when they're off the track, you know, and you know, what I was thinking last night while I was standing there watching all this that all these kids are gonna are growing up together. Yeah, and they're gonna have memories yes. like nobody's yeah. And when they get our age, they're going to look back on on that time.
5: Remember when? Yeah,
1: whether they stay with racing or don't stay with racing. But, yeah, I think the people that were stressing the most last night were the parents and the grandparents. And I
5: don't blame them.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. Because the last thing you want to do is see your kid doing cartwheels.
5: Yeah, yeah. Well, so his grandpa, Eric Evans, we were out there. Did yeah, he you was hear him flagging. say? Yeah. Um, the three winners of each of the three junior divisions, you know, they have their, quote, champagne, their yeah. uh, sparkling apple the, cider. Yeah.
1: That's the fun. That's the most My funny. favorite
5: part of the night. Yeah. And these kids are just <laughs>
1: slugging down this sparkling cider, like as if it was real champagne. Yeah, was so funny. Yeah. But, and, uh, and we did a nice thing last night. We presented. Uh, cash, which was not supposed to be the case. Yeah, I know, I know. Next time we do it, has to be gift cards.
5: We contributed to their well. We just program. did winners,
1: winners, hard chargers, and the hard luck award. Yes. Who did the hard luck go to?
5: The car the gymnasts.
1: Yeah, I think the gymnast, That's a <laughs> that's a good one. But you know what? It's I, you know because you and I talked about it because the IMCA put such a good show on.
5: The summer shootout was Holy. so crowded. There was so much energy. I think dirt, dude. He'll probably tell us. There yeah. were over 100 drivers. Like, yeah. I thought he said like 118. It was insane.
4: every All
5: the um, stands were full in turn two. The stands across in turn one. The this, um, pit stands were full. Yeah, Why was, are you yawning? I stayed until I the very last yeah, time you checkered flag. I might I might have slept huh?
1: Might have slept in. I might have slept it Just a task. But hey, folks, if you've not been to Verona, you've got to be there. All right, we're going to take a quick break when we come back. Racer Radio on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer.
3: This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.